you're listening to Trade Entrepreneur, the show for business owners, by business owners. I'm your host, David Sudworth, and welcome to this week's show. One of the things I love about podcasting is that you can spend days thinking up of an idea that you're going to talk about on that week's show. And then at the last minute, something comes along and you actually think, no, I'm going to scrap all that. I'm going to talk about something else. (laughs) And that's what's happened this week. I had a show planned and then something literally happened about 10 minutes ago, which was the latest example in a series of incidents, which I thought, forget what I was going to talk about. I've got to talk about this. So this is kind of a little bit off the bat. So if it seems a bit all over the place, that's the, that's the reason why. But what I want to talk about today is about doing things for free. Before I came on air, I uh, I was flicking through Facebook and I saw a post in a trades group and it talked about the guy who posted it basically said that he'd just been out to a job and it was a little old lady and it took no time at all to to sort this matter out. So what they said, you know, you don't have to pay me, just do me a review on Facebook. And apparently this review has been done and it's been posted to a local community Facebook group. So the, uh, the trace person is very pleased with it. Although they did actually post it to the trade forum and they said they want this basically said was this a bit silly to have done this i don't think they had um any regrets over doing it but they kind of obviously something has ticked in their mind and thought maybe this wasn't the right way to go so they were looking for feedback and a lot of comments started coming in saying yeah yeah, great well done good on you etc um and I, i had a slightly different take on it and it's not one which I think is probably universally popular, but nevertheless, I think it's hard to argue against. I mean, don't get me wrong, any comment is hard hard to argue against when it's someone's own personal preferences, and that's what it that's what it boils down to. When you when you run a business, it is down to it's down to you how to run it, how to operate it, and you know un- unless you have co directors or you have shareholders, then pretty much you're left to your own devices. Certainly when it comes to uh, one-person bands, then you get to be the conductor and the orchestra. So they were asking for opinions, and I I basically said, this isn't something I would encourage, because although it would give you a great sense of personal satisfaction, and you'd feel good about yourself, the fact that you've basically done something for nothing can start to lead to unrealistic expectations among current customers and future customers because people will read that and they'll probably go oh well if they got it for free why can't i get it for free and you then get into a potential vicious circle of of not being able to make any money because you've done something once in a particular scenario now i'm not saying that all customers would think like that. I think I don't think they would, but the point I made is that if you deviate from policy, or worse still, if you don't have a policy, then you can pretty much 
come unstuck quite a few times and you'll always kind of think, oh, why did I do that? Because, you know, just because I did something back then doesn't mean say I should do it now. Of course, you know, every circumstance is different, but in the eyes of a customer, potentially, it's like, well, you've done that then, so why why aren't you being consistent and doing it now? And it's that was just the latest in a few examples where I've I've noticed that and I've experienced it in my own life as well. And I thought it'd be a good one to talk about because the one thing I, I tend to find with, with tradespeople particularly is a lot of them are very, very proud of what they do. And, you know, you, you'll, you'll go and do a job, a customer will say, thank you very much, pay you, and that's the end of it. Sometimes you might get a review. Um, sometimes I say, oh, that's a great job. You know, thank you very much. And a, a, particularly in trades where you can see something tangible for the work you've done. So, for instance, if it's a if it's a conservatory or if it's a, a fireplace fitted, I mean, in our job, chimney sweeping, inspecting, and testing, no one can see what we've done. So, we um, we don't necessarily get that gasp at the end of a of a job because they they can't they don't notice any different. They've walked out of the room when they left us. And when we finish, come back into the room, and it's it's basically the same. So all the all the magic, as it were, has um, taken place out of sight, and you want to say out of sight, out of mind. So yeah, it was. Uh, I, I thought it was a good topic to discuss earlier on today. Again, we were talking in another group about what some of the charge to go out, and they ended up diagnosing an issue, and. It gone to the subject of of carrying out surveys. So most people, when they have a stove fitted, a stove company will go out and they will they will do a survey. They'll they'll check a few things and they'll send a quote, which will then start the process of whether they become a customer or not. And a lot of these are, are done free, um, and you see it on the back of vans quite often. You know, call us for a free quote. Now, as a company, we don't do free quotes in that sense. We don't offer free service. We don't. We don't turn out uh, without making a charge. And I think that's pretty unusual in trades. I think most tradespeople see it as a, a kind of a lost leader, as it were. You know, we might get the job. I, I picked up a very, very good quote from John Caesar. Now, John is a chimney sweep in America, and I listen to his podcast very often, and. The one thing you mentioned about, you know, doing free surveys is that, again, like I've just said, oh, we, we might get the job. And But then he said, and this is very true, that may be right, but today you worked for free. So just like the tradesperson earlier who did the job for the little old lady, you know, they work for free. And we don't go out to work for free. We, we, we go out to, to earn money, to pay our staff well to invest in training, reinvest into the company itself. And, you know, the one thing I've, I've often said is you, you can't you, you can't pay the bills with reviews. <laughs> it might get you more work and you might be able to pay them better. But in the first instance, you know, I, I, can't, I can't print out a review from Facebook and send it to um, a supplier. They'll just, they'll just laugh at it and send it back and say, uh, you know, nice try. Um, by the way, your bill for two hundred fifty pounds is still outstanding or, or whatever. So, I, I, I do see very often tradespeople doing things for free and not don't really understand why. I, I think, I think 
partly is to try to make yourself feel good about yourself. And, and you know, people do things, and there's nothing wrong with this. For, people do things to make themselves feel good. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll give to charity. They'll they'll do do whatever. They'll, they'll, you know, one good turn deserves another and all that. And I, and I get that. And, and there is there is a time and a place for it, absolutely. I'm not saying there isn't. But when it comes to doing things for free, which you would normally pay for, uh, charge for, that can be quite damaging in the long run. Another example, and this was a few weeks back, where my wife and I were going to start this new class and we were going to attend a free taster session. And I felt really uncomfortable about that. And I, I always feel uncomfortable when you know people say, no, it's, it's, it's free. I don't like it. I'm I'm talking here not so much about products because you know we've all seen in places like supermarkets and so and so where where you know I'll try this new brand of crisps or or whatever. Uh, I'm talking about service. I'm talking about people's time, and the class would be about I don't know half an hour, whatever. Uh, but that's someone's time, so they've they've worked for nothing. I mean, as it so happens, we were happy to do the taste session and then fully sign up. But I wanted to pay for the taste session because I just didn't. It just didn't sit right with me. Because the one thing I, I do know as a business person is that there is no such thing as a free lunch. Someone somewhere always pays. The reason that I'm not particularly fond of giving services for free is usually because in my own life, when I see something is as free, I kind of don't attach much value to it. Anything that's worth having, is you usually have to pay for. And, you know, you see it, I mean, I'm I'm not particularly au fait with brands of cars, but I do know that you'll pay a lot more for the likes of Lamborghini or whatever than you would do for maybe, I don't know, Volvo. <laughs> there is a certain value attached to those brands. And that's usually manifested in the price that you see on the forecourt. So, you know, if if someone tried to say uh, tried to give you a car for nothing, you think, well, what's wrong with it? You wouldn't you you think it had very little value because it's like, well, you don't want any money for it. Therefore, it's of no value to you, and you're not getting something back for it. There's no quid pro quo. So. You know what's the catch? What's what? What's 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 wrong with it? And that's the thing. I always I always think. You know, if you're not asking for money, or you, or indeed, if you're offering discounts, you it means that you're attaching a lesser value to that to that service, and that's that that can have big consequences down the line because then you start to get into a spiral. Because say, for instance, you know, lots of people take you up on that offer. You think, oh, great, all I need to do is start cutting my prices. So what happens then is you keep cutting your prices and then you realise you get to the point where actually I now need to have more customers in order to have more, um, make the same amount of money than I would have done if I had kept the prices at the same level. So it's... It's about understanding the the relationship between value and how that translates in in a monetary sense. Also, as well, which is important, we we you know we all know the phrase "time is money." So again, 
you're going out, you're doing a, a service, and you're saying, I don't want paying for it, then you're not you're not getting anything back for that. You're, you're, you're sensing that there'll be a deferred gratification. Oh, I'll, I will get someone, I'll get that money back another way. A bit like the taster class that my wife and I went to, we, we were pretty much going to sign up anyway. Even if they paid for one class and didn't like it, it's still just the cost of one class. So it was a bit like, I, I didn't really under, understand the point, but the person doing it wanted to do it that way, and that's that's completely up to them. And and it seemed, it seemed disrespectful to push the point. But in, in my own in my own business, that's just not something we would do because, quite apart from anything else, we got to pay our staff. We got we got insurances. We got vans to keep on the road. We can't use reviews and goodwill to pay the bills. So that that's that's the reason we charge. And if we can't, if we didn't charge that then we won't be in business so we won't be able to provide the service for free or for or for a charge so it's it's kind of it would be self defeating to take that attitude i think when it comes to money particularly in in this country the united, united kingdom we have a a strange relationship with money it's not something that it's seen as a bit crass to talk about it and you know i, I i've i i know I've had various tradespeople in in our house, and they're always kind of they'll talk about anything to do with the project and what what it's needed and all that. But the money is all almost, you know, they kind of shuffle their feet and they're, they're looking down. So it probably cost one hundred fifty, and it's almost it's almost mumbled, and it's like you know. Why don't you be up, why don't you be upfront about it? I mean that that's one of the reasons we put all our prices on our website, so it's out there, it's transparent, and also it's easy for the customer because you know quite honestly, a lot of customers can't be bothered ringing up so many well in in our case chimney sweeps for quotes they'd just rather just say, yep, yeah, I like that price, that's fine, I'll get it done it's it's off my plate then so that's the reason that, that that we do it, but it, it's still very rare in our industry. Now, I kind of understand the reason why in some areas, because there can be different prices for different geographical areas. So it may either look too messy, or you'd get some customers thinking, "Well, why why is customer in that postcode area being charged more than us?" I mean, you, you, you could. We don't have that problem in our company, but if 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 we did, then we just we just explain it. You know, there's always a there's always an explanation, and most people, when presented with that explanation, they'll go, "Oh, okay, that's 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 fine," and then they'll decide whether they want to um, use you or not. But the point is, you've been you've been open about it, and I think. Again, it just goes back to how we are as, as a as a nation. We, we we kind of worry about money, and it's we, you see it when you go to the pub, and it's like, oh no, put your put your money away. I've got this, and, all. and it becomes like kind of this kind of weird, almost like a Shakespearean play where you're going backwards and forwards, and you say, no, 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 oh yeah, it's mine. Yeah, I've got this, and it becomes uncomfortable to some degree. I'd, I'd much rather be completely up front 
and say, this is how much it's going to cost. What I've found since we've been doing it, which is pretty much since we started, is that no one has, has battered an eyelid. They've, they've liked the fact that we've been open with our, with our pricing. And we're also open about the fact that this is always assuming no issues. If there is an issue, then it will, it will cost, it will cost this. Now, for services, that is probably easier than it is for for things like if you've got to, well, build a conservatory or, or do an extension. Obviously, there's varying costings involved. So I'm not saying that this is applicable for all trades, but I'm saying we're practical and where you generally have years and years of of customers where the the price is broadly the same you know i mean i mean one thing i, I always get asked is uh, how much did it cost to to fit a new, uh, a new stove and that is getting into the how long is a piece of string argument because you know there's 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 different types of stove for start off different chimney liners you can use you know it depends what kind of hearth you want and whether you want the recess boarded out and all that stuff so you can't give a price with such a large variable as that. But what you can say is, well, that's what I tend to say is, you know, it, my advice is always, if you haven't got between two to two and a half grand to start off with, put your money away and wait until you you can afford that and then start looking. And that, and that kind of helps because what you find is that some, some people have completely unrealistic expectations. They see stoves available for 700 quid and they think oh and, and a line will cost 900 quid so, uh, and a line will cost 200 quid so therefore it should it should cost less than a grand and it's it's not but th- because they've got that in their head because everyone wants to talk about money because when it comes to being a customer you cut the, 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 no there's no point getting your hopes up if you haven't got the budget to be able to match your expectations and that's that's the thing it's about it's about managing expectations going back to the uh, you know doing something for free, the expectation if you've done something for free and are shouting about it, is that well if you know I, I, they'll they'll do it for me because I'm in a similar situation. So it's about setting your expectations and setting your stall out at the beginning. Policies kind of have a bad reputation because they're seen as inflexible and they are a blunt instrument. Yes, they can be. Of course they can, but one thing I've found is that more often than not, not having a policy in place um, and just doing everything through gut feeling is not the way to run a business, certainly not by the time you get to employing staff because those staff need to be able to have a framework to refer to otherwise You'll you'll be all over the place, and you'll be getting calls left, right, and centre saying, "How much would we charge for this? How much would we charge for this?" You know, well, 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 why is that? Why is that price different to that price? It's the same. It's the same situation. Uh, you, you do tend to find that it's the it's the one person bands, the smaller companies that do have this this very um, fluid, for, <laughs> and that's being kind. It's a, a very fluid approach to pricing, whereas the bigger companies do have things set in stone, or they certainly have a, a very tight tight framework. And it, it it can also mean that you don't have to engage in difficult conversations with customers because the, one of the worst things is, you know, 
oh, will you do it for so much? And I've never been into Tesco or Asda, got some bread, milk and whatever things I want to buy that day, go to checkout and go, oh, would you, I've only got 20 quid, would you Would you do it for 20 quid? You, you just, we just wouldn't do it. So, because because they've set out their stall. I know in some cultures that the, 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 the art of haggling is, is well embedded into that culture. And it's it kind of is, but it isn't with us. It depends on on the scenario, but you tend to even when you go to things like car boot sales in the UK, there's certain because of the way you set out. Literally, you set out your stall. There's some stores where you'd probably haggle, and there's some stores that you probably wouldn't. Because and the ones that you wouldn't, it tends to look more professional. It tends to look less thrown together, and it seems to have a an order and also just they have the prices like we do on our website they have the prices in front of the product so it's kind of like it doesn't it doesn't allow for the opportunity of a conversation where you start talking about whether you'll take less or not so yeah when it comes to business i would always have a policy stick to it be transparent with it and you won't get into those difficult situations or they should certainly be few and far between had to get this off my chest today <laughs> and one thing i will say just just um to wrap up about value it's it's really encapsulated very well by a very old tale um and it's a and it's a story about a giant ship and its engine failed and the ship owners tried one expert after another um and None of them could fi- um, figure out how to fix the engine. So then they brought this this old man along. He'd been fixing ships since he was young. And he had a large bag of tools with him. And he arrived and he immediately went to work. And he, you know, he, he inspected the engine back to front, top to bottom, did a really thorough job. Now, these two ship owners were there at the time and they were watching this man and um, they, they were obviously, oh God, I hope I hope he gets assorted that he knows what to do. So after looking things over, the old man reached into this tool bag and he pulled out a small hammer and he started gently tapping something and all of a sudden the the engine just burst into life. So, he, you know, he put his hammer away and the engine was fixed. Everyone was happy. About a week later, the, the owners got a bill from this old fella and it's for... $10,000. So the owners were absolutely gobsmacked. It's like $10,000. He, he hardly did anything. So they, they wrote to this old fella saying, please send us an itemized bill. So the old fella sent a bill back and it had two lines on it. It said, tapping with a hammer, $2.00. Knowing where to tap, $9,998. <laughs> and that's the that's the really important part of the story. Uh, effort is important, but it's knowing where to make an effort that makes a difference and also the experience. You see it time and time again. You're not paying me for the time it takes necessarily. You're, take, you're, you're paying me for all the years of experience which have allowed me to do it in such a short and efficient time scale. And I think that's a great little story to end it on. 
So on that note, I'm going to say thank you very much again for listening. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on YouTube, on Google Podcasts, please give us a like and subscribe, and it'll give you a notification when the show is next available to listen. Thank you very much once again. Have a great week, and we'll see you all again very soon. Bye.